Yep. Yep. We're talking. <laughs> we already, we yep. had just talked about how we were short on time and we needed to be efficient. And then as soon as the music started, Andrew this, messed up. This little brain was completely empty. This not a, little not a brain thonic. of mine. I'm sorry, yeah. I cannot hear part of the words to a simile of a song and not sing it. This um, little you fill in the blank. <laughs> you can't hear this little. Nope, and I gotta sing it. Um, because we're short on time, this is the show Yo, Is This Racist? It's the show where me, Tawny Newsom, and that's Andrew Tiwi listen to your voicemail questions about racism with the help of a special guest or guest. This time there is no guest. And uh, yeah, but first we get into some current events. Andrew, I don't have... No, man, neither do I. We both well, got busy with work this week. I didn't get busy with work. I realized that um, my Twitter moments changed because I'm in Canada now. I'm officially oh, on board. Oh, cool. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So my Twitter moments, Here's here was like a hot news story that I got on Twitter when I realized, oh, I'm getting different shit. There could be terrible things. The cops could have burned down a city in America, and I don't know. Um, this is what I got. This geologist found the oldest water on Earth (laughs) in a Canadian mine north of Timmins, Ontario. Oldest water. This is the type of shit going down. That's amazing. Wow, this water is so old. (laughs) How? Yeah, I guess there's just a a way of knowing. Uh, I was say, how do they know? But you know, whatever. It's who cares. I don't. (laughs) They count the rings. Yeah. Yeah. The ripples? <laughs> I think he tasted it. Yeah. Just a little, ooh. Oh, There's the like old... the Henry Higgins of water tasting, mm-hmm. who knows exactly where the water's from and how old it is. That's the oldest water I've ever had. I like that. You know? Yeah. I got, uh, I, I was wrapping up a job and I, I got um, too busy. Um, so, I don't know. Kevin, did you see anything racist this week? <laughs> Uh, I'm frantically scrolling through the LA Times. <laughs> sorry for sorry for putting you on the spot. No, no honestly, right. you know what? I feel like because the show look, we're never gonna be free of the racism. We still have mm-hmm. voicemails. So mm-hmm. the fact that I'm in another region and you got a little busy with work, I think mm-hmm. is all right. And I know some of our listeners, they love to hear, they love to hear about the current racism. It's their favorite part of the show. And it's I'm the sorry only part to of them. the show. Yeah. They, they so, just yeah. love and they get sad and they DM us and say, you didn't talk about my favorite racism this week. I'm so hurt that you didn't bring up my favorite racism that happened. And I have to go, I'm sorry, girl. I'm not the news. Find some <laughs> news. So uh, let me preemptively say to those people, we're sorry. We don't. Yeah. We don't have it. I'm sure something bad happened. It always does. Keep your mm-hmm. head up. Yeah. We still have voicemails. Um, <laughs> and they're no picnic. <laughs> You know what? May Day, May Day, as the time of recording was oh, uh, yes. yesterday. I didn't do any like sort of labor stuff, but uh, fan favorite. People love snitch snitch tagging me every time this fucking idiot says something. But Andrew Yang on May 1st, running as a nominal Democrat, instead of saying anything, even something pre-written about, um, you know, May Day and workers and all that, just said mm-hmm. it's May 1st, it's sunny outside. In New mm-hmm. York. He's such a fucking piece of shit, obviously. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't really have that much more than that. Elon Musk is about to be on SNL, I guess, which is like, if you're uh, if you're looking to have a racist who's only good at Twitter t- for to idiots um, from the private sector, Elon Musk is your man. <laughs> I 
feel we all have a bunch of friends, very lovely, talented friends who are on that show. And all I could think was, I feel so bad for these like whip smart, super sharp comedians who are going to have to stand around and fake laugh at this man's jokes. Like it's yeah. just going to crush them because they want to keep their job and they want to make Lauren happy. And they're just going to have to sit there and smile and giggle. The, the man put, he put some jo- some some skit pitches, his words mm-hmm. on Twitter. One of them was irony man. You know, like Iron Man, but with irony, I'm falling asleep. As oh, I no. Describe he's still, I mean, that is what he's going to have to say because it will be, it literally is going to have to be a graphic that says irony man subgraphic, right. you know, like Iron Man because, mm-hmm. uh, right. oh. I mean, uh-huh. Oh, so I'm so sorry to our dear friends, our dear friends like Bo and Yang and Chris Red and Aidy Bryant and the list goes on. Such wonderful people. I'm sorry that you're gonna have to stand in the halls and go, oh yeah, uh-huh, that's great. I mean, to this fucking w- billionaire idiot. <laughs> if he was just a billionaire idiot, it'd be fine. But also COVID denier, also made all his money from his family's um, racist emerald mine in South Africa. Ooh. Like a genuine, not, not good. And constantly like saying shit um, that is like, yeah, just like, you know, he's he's like the new like white supremacist who thinks they're smart mouthpiece. Oh, speaking of white supremacists who think he's smart, Joe Rogan was telling people not to get the COVID vaccine. I don't know. This isn't mm. racism exactly, but it is mm-hmm. just like white men continuing to, um, you know, racism is a thing that gives them power. Um, right. Like the reason Joe Rogan is popular is because he says the shit that white supremacists like to hear. Um, so is he quote unquote racist? I guess maybe not. He definitely quote has black friends or whatever, but his, his like whole point of view is like propping up the institution of white supremacy, making them feel smart, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I I almost like don't even care about his personal, whatever. I I don't care if he is or not. I, what I am hung, hung up on is the fact that he allows these people a platform on his enormous fucking show. And that goes for anyone who goes on that show. Mm-hmm. I don't care yeah. if it's a big platform yeah. going on that show. You're saying that him allowing these white supremacists and fucking literal Nazis to come on yeah. his podcast, you're saying that that's okay. And that's a platform that you want to be on. Yeah. And it's just not cool. Yeah. It's, it's uh Yeah. It's fucking depressing, and, you know, it is sort of the way of the world, I guess. Um, There's always but. a crew member on every show I do, like a sweet, like a PA or a second AD or something, who's like, finds out halfway through filming, they're like, oh, you do podcasts? I love podcasts. And then they tell me they listen to Rogan, and I'm like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'll just, I just stay away from you forever, because I just don't want to get into it. They have such love for this dude who just enables such bigots. Yeah. 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 And he's so dumb. I mean, the, the, the way he was talking about why people should not take the COVID vaccine was, like, just unbelievable, like, you know. Yeah, it was like teenagers, if they're really healthy already, then they don't need it if they, like, work out and uh, yeah. have a healthy breakfast. And yeah, stuff. you know, if you're going to yeah. go to, um, like, Rwanda or any place with, like, yellow fever or malaria, just work out and, mm-hmm. like, eat a lot of greens. And you definitely don't need to get those vaccines. Like, but Americans are so also, fucking dumb because we don't travel anywhere. We don't know that, like, there's already a vaccine passport. It's called you got to get shots before you go places with shit yeah. you're not used to. Yeah. Ugh, but I it's also <laughs> it's also, like... Just because you yourself may not, quote, get sick from the, the, the disease, like, the whole fucking point is that it replicates in your body and then exits your body to infect other people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah. 
we don't need to. Who are That's we litigating this, this for? Who are and who, who are we talking to? Who is who is listening to this and is like, damn. There's you know what our, you know what <laughs> from our poll <laughs> we did last year. So many of y'all work in healthcare and work in uh, in the schools that like we truly yeah, are. Just, what are we doing? What, what there's are, no point to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we just get into the voicemails? I guess is that is that how we're living our lives? Just listening to racism voicemails like that. Yeah, did that's anything? the quote fun part of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. I feel like I feel like we should do. I don't know, Kevin. How was your week? Just a little quick thing. <laughs> Uh, thank you for checking in. My week was good. I actually was so upbeat after our very fun conversation about the train <laughs> on Yo Can We Live that I had like another wave of energy. So for uh, people who don't subscribe, check out Yo Can We Live. We talked about I'm doing a train ride to Chicago next month, and we just had a very fun conversation about it. It put me in a very good mood. So did you uh, check out that um yes. man in seat sixty one? <laughs> Do you get some good info about the train car you're getting on? Uh, yeah. So uh, can you explain to people who may not know the man yes. in seat 61? <laughs> so similar to, um, is it seat guru for planes or flight guru? Mm-hmm. There are like, you know, super nerdy, very helpful blogs. This one's called seat61.com where you can put in like the exact train route, the type of train you're getting on for, you know, almost all over the world. He has these and you can put in like what, type of cabin class you're thinking of. And he's got like a review and he's even got down to like which seats are better on certain trains. And if you're a real like travel nerd where you want to really understand what you're walking into or what you're paying for. Yeah. Um, he's helped me decide like whether upgrading to business class was worth it on certain trains. And mm-hmm. he, like, I know this man, it's a website. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a website probably run by a few people. Um, but yeah, I told Kevin about it so he could uh, check out what his, what his journey was going to look like. Yesterday, Yusong and I joined the Doughboys live stream for a charity that they did. They raised $200,000. They did a 25-hour live wow. stream. And wow. uh, Yusong wore hats. The bit that we did was I wore an inflatable costume, and I said that I was, which isn't true, I said I was completely naked under it, and I would remove one battery from the fan for every $1,000 oh. we raised. Oh, a lot of wow. people... Um, don't think I understand how batteries work. And we're like, but Kevin, if you remove one, it's going to screw up the whole thing. And I was like, oh. I, I know actually how that works. I love helpful people. So we, Just I removed the first battery and it immediately deflated, which was kind of fun. But uh, yeah, that was cool. And, and shout out to the Doughboys for raising 200 grand. Oh, what was the, uh, what was the cause for? It was for the Restaurant Workers Community Fund. Um, so oh, they were amazing. raising money, yeah, for people who work in restaurants and fast chains all around the country. Amazing. Um, yeah, it was cool. Okay, so before we go to voicemails, I feel like we were being too flippant and assumptive before about the vaccines. And I just want to say, because there's a lot of, we forget that there's a lot of people of color that probably listen to this and agree with us on most things, but mm-hmm. may have some hangups about getting vaccinated. And I just want to say, if there's any black or brown people who fall into that category, it is safe. Do your research so you feel comfortable, but don't let don't let any conspiracy theories enter your brain just because of the way, you know, black and brown people have been treated by the medical establishment. That's not this. And I just keep saying I don't believe that the whole world could get their shit together for one conspiracy. 
Like there's yeah. no way we could get all these countries on board with the same kill black people conspiracy. I promise. Like they're, well, we, we're too messy. I look, I, I, I will throw this out there. If, if you're conspiracy so inclined, the conspiracy goes the other way. I mean, right. We, they as we don't want to help us. <laughs> as we saw in Los Angeles, there were multiple vaccination sites in black neighborhoods mm-hmm. that were uh, open to anyone from the neighborhood. And somehow that information did not actually filter out to the neighborhood. So you would see in multiple places in like black neighborhoods, uh, vaccination sites with long lines of white people that were scooping up vaccines that were meant for the neighborhood because people in the neighborhood were not told that they could simply walk up and, and get vaccinated. So so or, truly, or they, yeah. the man is trying to keep you from getting the vaccine. Use that as the basis <laughs> for your for your vaccination conspiracy. Yeah, just just get it. You'll have you'll have 12 hours of feeling a little under the weather at the worst and then you'll be safe. Okay. Aster- this is not asterisk. Our... Asterisk. Sometimes the side effects are worse, but you should still get it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very, you don't very. Want to scare people. Well, yeah. Andrew, but... you don't want to scare anybody who's like, because there are some people who are on the fence because they just truly don't want to feel bad. And yeah. No, you know, I know. Some people have phobias about feeling sick. I get it. But, but there is absolutely a COVID vaccine conspiracy. And it is why so many white people had access to it before black people. Um, and that mm-hmm. is the actual conspiracy, not the other way around. Yeah, well, I could I could go on. No, I'm just kidding. I, we're I already won't. well out of our bounds. This yeah. is not a healthcare pod. <laughs> um, we're just sharing our personal experience, and we're hoping that you all take care of yourselves. That's yeah. all we're doing. It's, um, yeah, let's take a break. Yeah, and then we'll get back to the things we're kind of equipped to talk about. We're back during the break. Producer Kevin did remind us that it is also um, Asian American Pacific Islander History Month. You know, I don't know if it's a different one than usual. I think, like, obviously, Asian people are stepping into civil rights a little bit more. Also, as we see with Andrew Yang, many of us are very bad at it. Like, we have no fluency. We are white supremacist bootlickers. You know, the list goes on. But I think I I, I tweeted about this. And yeah, so last week uh, I was in a hurry to leave the podcast because I went to a protest, Um, you know, sort of a Black Lives Matter rally. It was, it was, I suppose it's always sort of a protest. But um, yeah, one thing that was very heartening was there were actually, you know, a bunch of Asian kids there. Um, I saw uh, a pair of I hope twins, they looked like they had masks on, but they looked <laughs> identical and enormous. And I assume they were Korean because um, they were flying, uh, both holding flags, flag, long flagpoles that kind of like, um, you know, the big flags um, that had both the Korean flag and a Black Lives Matter flag. That was really nice. And then I, I uh, Instagrammed a, a sign that this uh, Chinese kid had made that was like bilingual Chinese and in English and um, just about, you know, Chinese Chinese people um, supporting Black Lives Matter. Um, as a percentage of the of the protest, it was, in my opinion, too small, but it was nice to see the number of Asians. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. I saw your um, I saw your Instagram post. What a sweet kid. Yeah. Yeah. The handwriting, really. It was like a real oh. kid. If a kid puts anything in their handwriting, I'm like, oh, it could say, I don't even care what it says, which is maybe not Mm. the message here. Just an aside. (laughs) Just an aside. Kid handwriting is cute. I'm glad you went to Mm. that protest and I'm glad we could um, podcast quickly so that you could do that. Yeah, it was really nice. Thank you guys. 
Um, but yeah, voicemails. Voicemails, here they come. Hi, I am white and my husband is Hispanic and we are doing private adoption and we need to pick race preferences. Um, and every option that we could do seems wrong. Uh, so what do I do? <laughs> oh, and you've called this famously pro-parenting, pro-child podcast. Just two mm. of the best parents around, mm. Andrew and Tawny. Uh, Fair enough. I, I feel like we've had, I feel like we've given bad, uh, or certainly I have. I think some of this was before you started. Certainly bad advice about adoption. Because it is, like, very complicated, right? Sure. Like... Um, and I think the, the thing that has sort of coalesced around my thinking on it is like, there are lots of ways white parents can fuck up a transracial adoption. It is also complicated, right? That doesn't mm -hmm. even mean, even if they fuck up, it doesn't even mean that the kid is not better off on some level, but yeah, the, the, it's it's just like anytime you're picking race. I think we can pay, even make this more generic. Like like, mm. um, I think dating apps don't really do it anymore. But I think they used to have race as a preference, mm. as a thing you could filter people for, um, or like you know, situations that are like affirmative actiony or like mm -hmm. you know, because or or like when you're seeking diversity, because there is this, the, the other trap, right, where you're like, um. You know, I've seen it multiple times happen. I mean, one thing I was really lucky on um, Mixedish the first season and and the second season, but the first season it was like stark. I was like, oh, this is maybe the most like diverse workplace I've ever been in, mm -hmm. um, just in terms of race. Um, but it also is like starts to feel like fucking Pokemon at a certain point, mm -hmm. like where you're just collecting people. Yep. Um, even that, even if that's not what's happening, you know, it, it, it has that element where you look around and it's like, is this, is this supposed to be a United Colors of Benetton ad? Cause it feels like it sometimes. And like, yeah. I'm not saying that's like bad, but I don't know. It almost sometimes things like that feel bad because we're so used to it being done wrong that when, almost like when it's done yeah. right and there is a ton of diversity, we're like, what's the agenda here? Mm -hmm. Did y'all just go out collecting, collecting different colored folks? Um, I yeah. don't, I'm not equipped to answer this question at all, caller. I'm going to start with that because I'm not adopted and I, 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 I'm not having children. So I have no connection to your call. What I will say from my experience, having a white parent um, who's wonderful, who I get along with very well and like kind of always have. And what, what I will say is there are still uncomfortable bridges that we have to cross when we have to talk about race just because she didn't live in the same skin that I did. And that can be hard when that's your parent who you're close to and you have to cross the same bridge that you have to cross with like friends or other people. Because it feels like you shouldn't have to. You know, I have a black parent too who I don't have to do that with as often. Um, except for when it comes to things about sexism. Woo, it's very fun. <laughs> so I almost, I, I guess that's that's all I can provide for you is that if you look different from the child that you're going to adopt, you're, you're going to have to deal with that on some level. And I don't know how y'all get around that because you said your your partner's Hispanic. So I don't know. Somebody's going to be different from somebody. Um, yeah. The differentness and also the like, are you valuing one race over the other? 
I mean, I think the way to do it is to select nothing, knowing that because of the way our society is structured, you will probably mm. get a Black or Latino kid. Is it possible to select nothing? Is oh, it, yeah, can think, you say no preference? I'm sure. I don't or, know, yeah. Or, or select all of them. I'm, I'm sure yeah. you can just be like, be like, I don't care. I'm not, we're not, we're not, you know, I'll, I just need a, a, the, the body of a human baby. <laughs> don't say it like that, Andrew. Yeah, right on just your application, that. I would like the body of a human baby. Um, mm -hmm. No, but I, I think that's, a, that's the best advice we could give, if that's possible, to select none or no preference or all. Do that and then, you know, leave it to fate who you get. Um, mm -hmm. I know that people run into issues when they're choosing gender sometimes, too. I, I would love if that was... Maybe not an option. But look, look, what do I care? This is not a realm I'm going to be in. So it's yeah. not up to me. <laughs> I mean, there, there, because I think for people, it's like, well, I know I'm going to do a bad job if it's X, Y, or Z, um, which is like sort of fair, I guess. I think uh, you could do a bad job no matter what. <laughs> yeah. But it also is sort of just like, if you're, if you're of the type of person who's like, well, I, I simply couldn't have a black child in my house. <laughs> I would f fuck them up so much. It's like, but then, so what I'm about to say, the joke thing is like, then you just shouldn't adopt a kid. But, but that's, as I said before, the reality is like, maybe you should adopt a kid. <laughs> I don't know. Look, we don't know. We're the wrong people to ask. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Thank you for trying to ask us. Um, I think you should say. I think you should say nothing. No preference. Nothing. Or if that is not allowed for some reason, all all of them. And if that is not allowed for some reason, all of them except for white. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> from everything I've heard, adoption seems so difficult that I'm just like, whatever y'all can do to make it easier on yourself, so that you get placed with a a person that you can have a loving home with, because. I bet narrowing down preferences at all is going to make it mm -hmm. harder. So, yeah, just leave all your preferences open if possible. Yeah, I think do that. All right. Do we do another voicemail? We do. This is good. We're on a good schedule. Yeah. Here we go. Yo, I'm indigenous. My partner is black, but he's adopted from a, by a white-ass family that likes to pretend they're Southern, even though they're from Dublin, California. No. As you can imagine, there have been a number of wild incidents from the white people, the most recent of which his sister's friend was over, even though we're still in the middle of a fucking pandemic, and was repeating song lyrics with the N-word in it. And my partner and I were like, no, no, nope, shutting it down. And this white girl's defense is that she has black family members and grew up in Vallejo. So no. my real question is, next time I see her in my house, do I just clock her ass and go full Andrew? Or do I have to do the right thing and tell her calmly my thoughts and just have my brown self spend time and energy educating a white girl? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, caller. Ooh, I love you. I love you. This is this is the energy I, just, I needed. Yeah, this felt like the energy and specificity that Tawny Tony Ooh. could use. Oh, you hit my Bay Area spots. Oh my God. <laughs> I used to go to a theater camp in Vallejo. Not cool. Never said I was. I also used to go to an all ages house music club in Dublin. So wow. <laughs> right up my alley. Um, Dublin is like the part of the Bay Area that's like 
really proud they have so many libraries. Like, and, <laughs> <laughs> that is not a place to pretend you're Southern. Um, uh, <laughs> I just like, I, I gravitated towards... Do I do do I go full Andrew or do I do the right thing, which is um, pre- precisely the type of energy I bring to the the table, which is the wrong thing. Look, here's what you can do: it's a pandemic, and you don't ever have to like encounter that person again. Is it the sister or the sister's friend? They were wondering if they should hit. <laughs> uh, sister's friend. Like, you definitely don't have to see the sister's friend again. You can just be like, no, 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 Corona, mm. bye-bye, and keep them out of your house. Um, yeah. That's probably the best option. You definitely don't have to educate this person that you are not related to and you are not trying to be friends with and you are not a coworker of... Uh, you don't have to educate any of those people, but sometimes you might want to, those categories. I know. It's like... But, but I, yeah, I think, like, like ag- we'll call it aggressively drawing a boundary okay yes uh hard hard boundary is like fine um mm-hmm. yeah you're de- you deserve it you're allowed that's like it's this is it's especially when it's in your space like you don't oh yeah that shit i i went on a camping trip like three years ago that i talked on the pod and it was my husband's friend his wife and her friend and the two women i didn't know very well at all and we all went on this camping trip and the wife's friend started like rapping a bunch of <laughs> N-words and I was just like, okay, no, like ne- never again. I don't ever have to deal with you again. I'm just, I'm putting no energy into like changing you because I don't care about a relationship with you. Yep. So, and it has caused some like friction with those friends, but like Nate doesn't care. I don't care. We just don't fuck with those people. When people ask why, I'm like, oh, because we went on a camping trip and she was like shouting the N-word in a canyon. And most reasonable <laughs> people go, Oh, okay. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, if anyone pushes back, then it feels like you have another person to be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I wonder <laughs> if the sister might be like, why don't you like Liz? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Or when the lockdown ends, you can say that you're still practicing the lockdown, but only when that person comes around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just cough and be like, I think I might have COVID. Uh oh, <laughs> it's Uh-oh. back. Nate said the other day, if COVID gave you hiccups, it makes shit a lot easier to tell who had it. <laughs> Imagine somebody trying to get on a plane. No, I don't have it. You start hiccuping. They're like, Sir, what's that? What's that? <laughs> Please Nothing. deplane. <laughs> the COVID, but but hiccups. That's a skit idea. Let me tell Elon. Elon. <laughs> oh Lord! All right. Um, we're going to wrap this up uh, because we have to get to another podcast, but mm-hmm. this has been fun. Thank you, callers. Sorry we couldn't help you. <laughs> or if we did, you're welcome. Yes, we could. <laughs> caller caller number two, great job. Caller number one, no preference. Caller number one, um, we're sorry that we're not more educated on the topic. I hope we gave you something to think about. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to say goodbye. What do we say at the end of the show? Um, suboptimalpods.com to subscribe to the uh, premium show Yo Can We Live and others that we have alluded to several times it's almost like gotta gotta get the premium content just to understand what's happening on the main show mm-hmm. not true but you know not just true. a little little bit of flavor for you 
323-389-7223. That's 323-389-RACE. Uh, I'm like, I did not realize. I, I was so late with the voicemails this morning and I was going through the inbox. I was like, there is a lot I have not listened to. So uh, I'll get to them. I'm sorry, everyone. That's why this one was like about we're in the dead ass middle of a pandemic. We're probably near, nearer the end of the pandemic now. Here's how you know, one, that the show is thriving is because there's plenty of voicemails and two that uh business is brisk in the racism department because there's yeah. plenty of voicemails <laughs> yeah um, lots yeah, to go around thank you to our already sub-op subscribers truly truly thank you so much you guys are keeping the show alive you're keeping it fun for us to do because if we were just doing this <laughs> racism show i think we'd be a little worn down so thank you for uh th- thank you at, at whatever level you might have contributed you're really contributing mm-hmm. to um, making this job, you know, fun and, and exciting. Yeah, us. we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, that's it. You can at yo is this racist. You can call in three two three seven. You know, three two three three eight nine seven two two three. That's three two three three eight nine race. Leave your racism questions or for. All right, that's it. I ran out of steam. We got. I'll where, finish it. it. Oh, okay. Or for good things that happen to you, you can leave them at that same number because that's what we use on Yo Can You Live, our premium show. But instead, it's 323-389-723, which is 323-DUX-DUX-7223. Ducks race. Ducks race. That's it. We did a show. Bye. This is Sub-Optimal.